In their first outdoor game, the Tampa Bay Lightning certainly put on a show, winning 3-2 in spectacular style up in Nashville. We'll talk about all of that and the possibility of the Lightning hosting a game outdoor, possibly in the swamp in the future. All that and more, but first, let's play that music. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. Just a reminder that today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, on today's episode, man, we're looking back at what it really what was an exciting game uh, outside up in Nashville for the Tampa Bay Lightning as they came out on top three. Two and I would just like to start off the show by apologizing because if you follow me on Twitter at Danky Deg D N K Y D A N K, I tweeted out saying that I was very reserved about my excitement for this game being what we saw at the Lake Tahoe game with the Avalanche, where it was like a seven-hour delay. They just couldn't get the ice right. It kept melting. The sun. There was all types of issues going on there. And I really thought that that's what was going to happen with this game. And we didn't see that. It was uh, The ice looked spectacular. Uh, when the game first started, I was a little worried. It looked like it was starting to melt a little bit. I mean, you saw if, if you looked really closely at the surface, that's what it looked like. Might just been the the stadium lights on there, but it it held up nicely. Uh, it didn't seem like it affected the players at all. There was a couple instances where you could see the puck take a wacky bounce, but that's going to happen. I mean, the Lightning, and, and I'm sure the Predators to a certain extent are 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 used to the ice not being a hundred percent. Now you would probably think like teams like up north, especially the Canadian teams that just have like the the state of the art. Uh, a one ice conditions probably would have had an issue with that. And we probably would have heard some complaints, maybe not so much from the players, but definitely from the fans making excuses for their team. But I, these two teams playing in, in especially the lightning in warm weather climates and, and teams for the most part going into their buildings complaining about, you know, Amelie is one of the the most difficult places to play, not just because of the fan base, of course, but because of how the ice is there. And for the most part, it it was fine. Um, As for how the Lightning played as a whole, I thought they played a very good game early on. Uh, This was a low-scoring game for the most part for what I – I really thought the Lightning were going to – kind of pull out there at the end. I really thought they were going to, you know, I, I I did not see the Predators, that last goal uh, by Forsberg coming uh, until, you know, it was kind of just a spur of the moment thing where the the, the play kind of just unraveled uh, in their own zone for the lightning. And, and that's what resulted. And, and, and I'll, and I'll kind of talk, start there with what I saw in this game was that, 
the Lightning, for the most part, did a very good job. They capitalized on the power play, which, I mean, is always a good recipe to win games. And, and I stated on the previous episode that if the Lightning can continuously, and this isn't something that we're going to see on a nightly basis, unfortunately, but if we could get the the three stars in the goal-scoring uh log or or at least notch a point and, and when i say the three stars i i obviously are am referring to to uh point stamkos and kucherov who all had uh, the goals in this game if we could get those three guys on the scoring sheet on a nightly basis the chances of this team winning consistently uh go exponentially up and and, and we saw that and even if even when the Predators were playing very well, they played a very good game. They played a very technically sound game. Uh, they didn't try to go outside of the box in terms of outside of what they are capable of doing. But they played physical. You're going to see that in a game like this outdoors. The guys are amped up. Both sides are amped up, and they're they're ready to to check a guy through the through the the boards and and to get just get that reaction. And we saw that for the Predators, 33 hits where the Lightning only had 26, but still overall a very, very physical game nonetheless. And that is something that really that this Lightning team has gotten so much better with. And, and it is really the reason why they have won two cups in consecutive years. Um, and we've just seen it over the course of the season, especially with the young players being able to handle uh, that type of physical play. And, and a lot of it has to do, though, with that line with Perry Maroon and Edward Belmar. And that line's ability not only to contribute in the scoring sheet on you know most nights, but able to, to dish out the punishment when the game kind of needs some sort of uh, policing. And we saw that in this game when the hit on Eric Chernak uh, put him out of the game, which from everything I've heard, he's he's fine and most likely will play tonight against the Ottawa Senators. So uh, expect Chernak on the ice um, for that. But you saw a, a quick response from Maroon and then a, a response from Belmar later on in the game. And and that's the kind of thing that this team needs to consistently do down the stretch. You're going to have – and, and my, my opinion on that hit real quick is I don't think the intention was dirty – um, you know, a lot of emphasis on the broadcast was placed on the fact, I think it was Johansson that laid the hit on Chernak, but a lot of emphasis was laid on the fact that he was, that one of his skates came up and, and I don't think that was, you know, and, and for those who don't know, the rule is obviously it's a game misconduct. If your, your feet leave the ice, if you're launching yourself and if you have that launching motion, when you're going into a hit, especially a hit like that, there, the league deems that some sort of intent to injure. Um, that might not always be the case, but Nevertheless, uh, the rules are the rules, even though maybe the, the, the referees only don't always enforce them to to the letter of the law. But I don't think there was any intention there. It was just one of those in-between plays where Chernak was coming around the net. Uh, Joe Hansen was going towards the puck, and it was just, just two bodies colliding. And, and, and I think that... Kind of, and anyone that's ever skated before, uh, he I think Joe Hansen was trying to stop himself as as and and he kind of just left his feet because all his momentum was going forward, and and it gave the illusion of him 
maybe leaving his feet in in somewhat of a malicious way but i don't think that there was any any intent there to injure which so i i would have to agree with with the call that was made that only making it a two-minute minor but it, it's unfortunate in that situation a guy like chernak who has missed so much time this season and and just getting back into the groove of things with this team and and getting injured especially in a big game like this and and having to leave like that it's it's not something that you want to see but at least he is back for tonight's game uh, i haven't heard anything of of him maybe not being on the ice for tonight's game he skated in the practice that they had the other day and uh by all accounts it seemed like he was fine and normal so uh good to know that we don't have to worry with any COVID stuff uh, in that. I mean, excuse me, with any concussion stuff. I'm so used to saying COVID, but any any concussion things uh, relating to that. So the things that kind of bothered me, and we'll talk a little bit about it after the break, but the things that bothered me and really what contributed to this game being as close as it was, other than the physical play, was really two mistakes made by this Tampa Bay team. And that was, and and these are mistakes that we have been seeing over the past couple of weeks. I wouldn't say they're mistakes as much. I would probably, I'm going to rephrase that and say, maybe they're just trends that I don't expect them to become a thing and, and, and plague this team down the road. I just think, you know, every team goes through, through peaks and valleys and, and in this particular instance the the lightning are definitely on the low end of what they could be doing and they're allowing teams to to penetrate the the low slot and and be able to have a be able to have a lot of high chance high danger um opportunities in front of vasileski and we saw two goals that were scored for uh, by Janot and Forsberg uh in this game where where high danger chances right on the doorstep and you know, as great as Vasilevsky is, there's only so much he could do in that instance. Uh, you really have to rely on your def- on your defensive core uh, to really block out that space of the ice. I wouldn't mind guys kind of camping out more towards the low circles. I- I'm completely fine with that on the wings, uh, as long as those guys aren't parked up right on right in front of Vasilevsky so he can't see, so he can't get back in position and, and gather himself after making a save. I'm willing to live with that. I'm wi- I'm willing to deal with guys parked off to the side. Uh, something that, if you watched the last c- couple of Cup final finals, you would see that that was what Corey Perry did to this Lightning team in the last two Cup finals. He made his living down there, off off to the side. Now this year, he's more so right up in front, uh, and it seems like the tables have turned in that respect. Where really. Uh, Tampa was always struggling with having guys off to the side, uh, just leaving them alone, almost have, giving them too much space. Where now, it looks like they're just struggling uh, with with having guys uh, positioning themselves up front. So we'll 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 address that more. Actually, I'm not going to talk about it in the second half because I, I think I've said all I needed to say about that. But yeah, I, I really think that this is something to keep an eye on. Uh, if we see it tonight against a team like Ottawa, who's a very scrappy team, who I wouldn't be surprised if they try to do the same thing. Obviously, they don't have really any big-time scorers. I mean, the big name is, of course, Brady Kachuk, but they're not going to have guys that are going to that are going to clap shots from you at, at uh, long range or or going to be able to 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 kind of sway their way through the d- defense. Uh, 
they're gonna they're gonna play hard nosed hockey, the kind of hockey that we saw the other night. So uh, the Lightning definitely need to be prepared for that, and they they definitely need to they definitely need to make sure Vasilevsky has a clear uh, path of vision on shots. So we'll we'll talk about we're gonna talk about the possibility of an outdoor game down in Tampa because. You know, now with the 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 show, the showing of Tampa Bay fans up to Nashville over, you know, we said in the tweet, 20,000. I think it was more than 20,000. I want to say close to 30. So pretty much half of the fans that were in attendance, I would like to believe were were lightning fans. Uh, we'll talk about that and and maybe some of the issues that or, or the obstacles there uh, that might present themselves to having a game of this nature down there in just a little bit. But first, I want to talk about one of today's sponsors, and that is Built Bar. Now, this is the time of year we are. This is the first day of March. I know that's crazy to say we're already in March and a lot of people have given up on their New Year's resolutions. Uh, I've, I already gave up on mine. I gave up on mine on January 2nd. I wanted to eat. I wanted to go to the gym. I wanted to eat better. Well, I gave up on half of them because I feel like I still am. I'm eating somewhat better. Uh, I'm not having as many snacks in between meals. And if I am, I'm having healthy ones. And really, Bilt Bar has really helped me with that. And and the best part about Bilt Bar is that they're all covered in 100% chocolate. So I don't feel like I'm having candy or I'm having something that's not healthy. And that's because they're low calorie, high protein and replace your candy bars with them, please, because you will not regret it. They are better. A typical candy bar could be from anywhere to 200 to 300 calories. Where a built bar is 130 calories and only four grams of sugar, and they also have a ton of flavors. I personally like the co- uh, the coconut almond. Uh, I was never a coconut person, and then built bar came along and just changed me for the better. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 50% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. And we're back uh, for segment two. I hope everybody is enjoying their day. And I want to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day. And go and give, go ahead and give us a like and follow on any podcasting platform. Give us a thumbs up on YouTube. Yes, we are on YouTube now. So follow our page there as well. And give us a follow on social media at LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. Love hearing all the responses and just the enthusiasm and the energy that you are bringing to the show uh, that allows us to continue to grow and reach all Lightning fans, not only in the United States, but all around the world. So let's talk about an outdoor game possibility. I, I mean, I'm no expert in terms of outdoor ice rink facilities. I don't know exactly what kind of science behind it it involves, but common sense, I think, will be able to prevail to a certain point. Now, so really, if we if we look at this, if if we're if we're looking at this game, and, and I would imagine they would want to have it in the colder months, uh, just because obviously we all know it gets a little little humid there <laughs> uh, in Florida. So, what would be the the obstacles. I mean, obviously, the weather is the big one. I mean, we saw it when I believe the Ducks and the Sharks played a couple of years ago at Dodger Stadium, and it was the weather. I, I believe it was one of those games where it just they could. And, and leading up to the game, I remember there was so much, there was so much 
tension just because of the fact of are we going to be able to pull this off? Are we going to be able to 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 have a complete hockey game without guys, you know, falling continuously? And and I don't I don't honestly remember um, every detail of that game, but I do remember that players afterwards and that's really something i should have asked when i had Corey perry on earlier in the year um now i'm regretting it but i i i'm i i do remember a lot of players kind of having some things to say about the the ice conditions and not some of and a number of them were not positive now california is a little bit more warmer round year than florida so i i think the possibility of of this happening in december january february i i i don't see an issue as to why they can't pull it off as to where they might do it i i think it's a no-brainer you got to have it at raymond james i I'm, unless there's somewhere else i mean i heard someone say why don't we do it at on the river where they had the you know just put a huge platform in the river i don't know how structurally that could work uh, I, I, I'm not in construction. I, I don't know the, the logistics of, of if that would be possible. If you put a large structure of that nature in a river, is it going to somewhat turn into a, an accidental dam? I, I don't know the, the, the math or the construction details behind that, but I think Raymond James would probably be a good thing or you just have it somewhere. You know, I could also see them having it, um, at a neutral site. Uh, I could see them having it up in Tallahassee, uh, especially if the Lightning are playing the Panthers. It's a little colder up there, of course. So, you know, the conditions would be very good for a night hockey game. Uh, having said that, I, I think that owner Jeff Vinnick is very set and and has been really hammering it home, uh, not only with the fan base, but w- with the NHL front office that, we want to have a game in Tampa. Tampa is a hockey town now. And and he's absolutely right. And you saw it in the turnout of the fans up in Nashville. Like I stated, there's – we originally tweeted out that there was probably around somewhat – around the ballpark of the number about 20,000. But kind of going over the highlights and just the video and just all the social media stuff surrounding it, I want to say that maybe we're a little closer to the 30,000 range. There's, I, I think the, the full capacity for that stadium was about 68,000. So you're, you're, you're talking about close to half of the fan base uh, in that or in that stadium being lightning fans and, and just the enthusiasm that we saw all week leading up to it with, with, with them walking around, walking around, um, Nashville and, and just everything that involved that. I, I, I think that really this franchise and this fan base has really proven that they can host. I mean, I, mean, I think it would just be a huge party. And, and But I think that the league, especially now with how good the Panthers are, and I'm not trying to rain on the parade, I'm not trying to be negative, but I would strongly believe that if they're going to have a stadium series game, in the state of Florida, it's going to be between the two Florida teams, especially with now that the Panthers are 
one of the best teams in the league and obviously the the recent success of of lightning uh that'd be a game where you you just blow it out and 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 you really promote the game of hockey in in florida and you show the rest of the the hockey world and the nhl that these two teams are legit I, I think that the rest of the NHL realizes that these two teams are legit, but I think obviously this is more geared towards that message would be more geared towards uh, fan bases and, and new fans. But so if these two teams were to play, I could also see them. Yeah. Having it up by maybe FSU or, or, you know, maybe on a close to a college campus just because maybe it's a little colder up there. And, and whereas, you know, you don't want to run the risk of it being unseasonably warm and, and humid at a certain time. Um, I'm curious as more information comes out because I know Jeff Finnick is definitely going to keep hammering this home and he's going to keep wanting to put it out there that the, that the lightning are ready to host. Um, the only other place I could see, obviously, like I stated before, was that the Lightning could be hosting at Raymond James. I think that would be awesome. You just have a huge fan fest out there. Uh, if anybody who went to the game listens to this, please go ahead and tweet to us, uh, LO underscore Lightning on Twitter. Tell us your story. Show us some videos from when you went up to Nashville. Let us know how it was. We'd love to hear everything about that. So we're going to talk about tonight's game. Uh, we're going to move on to tonight's game against Ottawa in just a little bit. And But first, I want to talk about our last sponsor of the day, and that is Bet Online. Now, football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, players' performances to props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. And it's not just basketball or football or any other sport. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds uh, and right to, you know, gambling on horses, all that all that fun stuff there. If you like to ride the ponies and gamble on them, go ahead, throw some money on Seabreeze. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we're wrapping things up uh, on the show today with just talking about tonight's game. Now, the lightning, and and, and I've I've spoken about this probably just exhaustingly too much this year and over the last couple of years, where the lightning play they they, they don't play as well as they really should against the lower tier teams. I mean, we've seen it all season long. The Lightning are have have had pretty good showings for the most part. Um, you know, they, they've these games, uh, they've only lost one matchup this year in the four matchups that they've played um, against these teams. One, two, three, four. Yeah, four. <laughs> Excuse me. My math was a little weird on that, but uh, I just wanted to double check so I don't sound like an idiot. But yeah, only lost one matchup for nothing in Ottawa. But other than that, strong showings from this Tampa team. But obviously, the, the, the thing that sticks out is that these are relatively close games. Two of these games have been decided by one goal margins, uh, both 2-1 wins by the Lightning. Uh, excuse me, three three matchups. So here we go. See, uh, it's just listed weirdly on NHL.com. But yeah, the, the Lightning have, have won uh, two out of the three matchups that they have faced. 2-1. Uh, 
back in December, December 16th, uh, the 4-0 lost on the 11th, and then all the way back in November, the Lightning uh, winning 5-3. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see more of the same tonight. And, and a lot of this has to do, and I don't want to make excuses for this Tampa team, but a lot of it has to do with the schedule. And what I mean by that is that the Lightning have been recently unlucky with, you know, they, they come off a very good win. And, and a lot of this has to do with the way things were, were situated in February because of the NHL's decision not to go to to China to play in the Olympics. But as of late, we've we've seen instances where this team has had a very like a lot of games in which they've been just or a lot of days in which they've been able to sit and, and do nothing after coming off big wins. And that throws off a team, you know, it, believe it or not. And that's why I was a little nervous going into this outdoor game about how the Lightning were going to be able to play. And, and, you know, two days is an extreme, but if you kind of take a step back and you look at that Edmonton, Edmonton game previously where the Lightning played absolutely spectacular, um, the last game they played before that was eight days prior. And, and asking a team after coming off a win or a loss or whatever the case may be, especially if it's a loss, to, to sit on their hands for about a week or so, I mean, they, they're still practicing, so it's not like they're absolutely doing nothing. But you could only simulate games to a certain extent or, or game action to a certain extent uh, in practice. But a lot of that doesn't carry over. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, obviously, game planning and, and, and strategic stuff that comes into all of that. But really... You know, that's that's for any team, whether you're the, the Arizona Coyotes, the Montreal Canadiens, or you're the Tampa Bay Lightning, that's a tough order to ask is to come out and and play up to that level after having a certain amount of days off. And and really I'm curious to see now. Obviously this this instance isn't as extreme, but you're talking about, you know, two days off and then then the lightning are just on an absolute tear for the rest of the for the month you know if we were complaining about a lack uh there or or low frequency of games beforehand it's really going to turn up a notch in the month of march and it's going to be an absolute gauntlet of tough opponents uh the lightning right after they face ottawa tonight uh face off against pittsburgh and and detroit on thursday and friday so two very tough teams so which is why it's it's very important that this team plays well tonight. And, and I'm very much looking forward to that. I'm curious as to see if they could capitalize on that big uh, energetic win uh, against against this uh, against this previous pre- uh, Predators team and carry that over into this game against Ottawa. So obviously the the big uh, the big two keys is. Uh, you know, just just allow Vasilevsky to to see what he, what's coming up to him. Don't allow guys to park right in front of the net, uh, and, and just win win the small battles along the board, up in front, the physical battles, the the battles in the neutral zone. You do all of that, and and you limit the turnovers. I I, I don't see why the Lightning can't come up on top, uh, especially 
if uh, Anton Forsberg is in net, who's been having a spectacular season, 11-8-2 with a goal against the average of 2.79 uh, and one shutout. Uh, if we see Matt Murray tonight, still same game plan. Uh, he comes into this game with a record of 5-10-2 with a goals against average of 2.65 and one shutout. So it's really just a pick your poison and and really jump on this team early. Jump on this team early, play well, stay within your game. And I see no reason as to why the Lightning can't pull this off. I would expect Vasilevsky in net tonight. They're going to save uh, Elliott probably for that Detroit game on Friday. Or, yeah, probably for Friday because you would definitely want to have Vasilevsky in net on Thursday against Pittsburgh because that's definitely going to be a big, uh, very tough game too. So uh, in the meantime, please, once again, go ahead and give us a like and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, wherever your podcasts are distributed. We are there. And also give us a follow on our YouTube page and give us a thumbs up. We humbly appreciate the support and go ahead and follow us on our social media pages at L underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. And in the meantime, that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Zanker. I'll talk to you in the next one.